Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Great to have you with us. This will be some week. Our southern border is under siege. Hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants expected to charge across that border in the next week. The Daily Mail reports that Border Patrol agents have encountered more than 26,000 illegal immigrants. 7,000 of them apparently got away just over the past three days. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton will be with us here today to give us an update on what is going on at that southern border with Mexico. We're now just two days from the expiration of the Trump-era health law called Title 42. It allowed the Border Patrol to turn away migrants at the border. The enactment of Title 42 in 2020 allowed the Border Patrol to expel 2.7 million illegal immigrants. The Border Patrol expects 11 to 13,000 illegal immigrants to breach the border each day in the following weeks. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is down at the southern border and currently deploying a new Texas tactical border force trying to at least slow the crossings of illegal immigrants into Texas. Here's Governor Abbott. So what we are doing is we are deploying today a a new Texas tactical border force uh, made up of elite National Guard who are specifically trained for one thing. Uh, and that is to identify areas uh, where illegal immigrants are trying to cross the border and to fill that gap and to repel them, to deny them access to entry into the United States. They can do it one of several ways. Uh, They can physically turn back uh, those who are trying to cross the border illegally. Also, they were building uh, immediate Constantino wire uh, border barriers that prevent people from coming across the border You saw an early iteration of this back in December when you saw long lines of people trying to cross into El Paso. Uh, In a matter of 24 hours, the National Guard built a Constantino wire uh, border barrier and it stopped that inflow immediately. We're using strategies like that up and down the border to identify locations where the cartels are trying to smuggle people across the border and put a stop to it. And please listen to the difference in tone this time. Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas speaking over the weekend from the Rio Grande. I think that there is no question that this is going to be extremely challenging. I do not want to understate the severity of the challenge that we expect to encounter. Uh, the, The border is a very, as I said at the very outset, it is a difficult situation. It requires not only a community of action on this side of the border, but it requires a community of action south of our border. We've been preparing for well over uh, a year. It was in September of 2021 when we first developed a six-pillar plan uh, to address uh, the end of Title 42. We updated that uh, throughout uh, the, the calendar year 2022. So we've been preparing for quite some time, and we are ready. What we 
are expecting is indeed a, a surge. Um, and what we are doing is planning for different levels of a surge. That is what we do. Alejandro Mayorkas, in charge of bringing as many illegal immigrants into the United States as is possible. Joining us now is the man fighting all of this and more, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Mr. Attorney General, great to have you back with us on The Great America Show. Well, no, that's exactly right. You, you have stated it correctly. This is a government that ignores federal law, not just ignores it, but operates in complete violation and encourages and sends signals to the cartels, bring as many people to the border as you can and we'll take them. They don't have to run. They don't have to hide. We will do as much for you as you can bring. So it, it tells the cartels, you know, they're making eight to 12,000 a person, tells the cartels that they can, they can increase their profits if they can just get more people here. And so that's what the Biden administration done. It also signals to the cartels that the border's wide open for drug importation, fentanyl, and the consequences of that obviously are devastating. But the Biden administration has, has done everything they can to encourage that and to empower and enrich the cartels to get really good at it. To get really good at it uh, with the assistance of the Biden regime. Mr. Attorney General, I, I can't say it any other way. The Biden administration, Joe Biden, is an absolute complicit uh, alliance with the the drug cartels. There's no doubt about it, is there? I don't know what more he could do to help them other than send them money. I mean, they're already making billions of dollars off of his his policies that say, bring them here and we'll take them. You don't even have to hide. There's no running. There's no like, you know, normally these we the border people try to sneak across. Not anymore under Biden. It is the cartels have been told just you know, no sneaking, just efficiency. Get as many people here as fast. It doesn't matter what their backgrounds. Uh, they allow criminals in, and they actually are fighting us because we're trying to keep the criminals out. And the Biden administration says, no, 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 we want them to get them here. So it encourages all these countries to send their worst people to our border. And the Biden administration says, please do. And how how do they express that? How are they communicating with uh, with Honduras, uh, with Colombia, with Venezuela, uh, Mexico, how are they making it so clear and and in some way, obviously, supporting uh, their transportation from whatever their their uh, nationality from from South or Central America into Mexico to cross the border? Well, I have no idea what they say privately, but I do know what what they do with with law, and I know that. You know, Trump was very successful at limiting illegal immigration. The numbers dropped significantly because he was enforcing the law. And so what the Biden administration has done is they've, they've focused on the things that Trump did well, the, the laws that were enforced, like, you know, Title 42, the Remain in Mexico, stop the catch and release, build the wall. Those things are all eliminated. And so, I mean, Trump sent the message, hey, we're not going to let you do this. Biden sent the message, not only are we going to let you do this, we're going to help you. We're on your side. Do it as fast as you can. And we will empower you. You can be as rich as you can, as much as you can do. We will make you as wealthy as you can be. Just get it done. And the unfortunate thing is, obviously, kids are dying. And the cartels are using their resources, which are significant now, to build infrastructure, not just in these other countries, but throughout the United States so that they can continue this, you know, forever. And we know that they will. And uh, HHS official testifying last week that there are 85,000 
children missing, and those are only the children that the agencies and the departments are aware of, 85,000 children missing, and no one has made a bust on sex trafficking that I'm aware of, uh, of any note in the last five years. What is going on? If the Biden administration was was not for that, it wouldn't happen. I mean, they would they would have kept the, the, the they would be enforcing federal law. They would have been they would have looked at what Trump did and said, "Look, this actually works. Look at the numbers." And we all know what's happened to the numbers since Trump left. That within a year, the illegal immigration had increased three hundred percent. It's likely to increase more with Title Forty Two going away. So they were they targeted it. They said, "What can we do?" to eliminate the roadblocks for illegals, no matter what their background, to come into this country. And and so I have to say, the consequences of that are a lot of bad things that they knew would happen. But in their minds, it's well worth it, whether kids are trafficked, whether uh, sex trafficked or work trafficked, or whether it's kids dying from fentanyl overdoses, they're willing to make that trade to get the consequences that they want, which is more illegal immigration in our states, particularly in Republican states where they're hoping that will cost us a lot and harm us because we're doing so well as, as a, in comparison to Democratic states, this is a way to hurt us. And second, they're hoping for votes from this. Well, uh, there's no doubt that there is a cost and a high cost, but there is one that often isn't uh, measured. And that is the damage to the middle class, working men and women and their families in this country by bringing in labor that is not only competitive, but is undercutting the wages of American citizens, the middle class, all of the working men and women who aspire to be part of that middle class. And it is an obscenity what is being done to them uh, by the millions. Uh, the, The idea that we would sit here and put up with the outsourcing of millions of jobs by corporate America, and now they say, we want more illegal labor. And Away go, you know, the spigot's open and here they come. I, I just cannot comprehend what we're, why, how they're getting away with it. We all know Alejandro uh, Mayorkas st- sitting in front of committee after committee, the Senate, the House, whomever, lying through his teeth. And he sits there with that smirk and says, you know, I just don't know how and I don't know why these people are surging across our border right now. He's lying through his teeth. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I that guy should be impeached. He, he's he's spit in the face of federal law. It's his job to enforce that federal law. And then he gets up there and, sit, and he lies to the American public and does it with a smile. Hey, there's no crisis. Well, he, I don't know how I don't know how you can look at the numbers that he's looking at. Know the consequences of the increase in deaths from fentanyl. Know the consequences of the increases in crime. Know the consequences that you've lost 85,000 kids and probably a lot more and know what it's doing to the American worker and that, that, you know, human trafficking and sex trafficking is thriving. I don't know how he can say we're not in a crisis or even that if there's at least say that I've got a real problem and yeah, we've, we haven't done a very good job. No, he's, he just lies and says, everything's fine. And I have never known a time when the border patrol, the union for the uh, border patrol said uh, point blank, this man, this administration is killing us and won't let us do our jobs. And we have a crisis at the border and everyone in the national media ignores it. They they ignore the very people who are charged with that responsibility to implement uh, security at our border. 
it's 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 one of the questions I want to continue to take up with you, if I may, Mr. Attorney General. We're talking with Ken Paxton, the Attorney General of the great state of Texas. We'll continue our conversation about what is mayhem on the border, the Texas border with Mexico. We're coming right back. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back now with Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. How will you, Mr. Attorney General, be able to stop uh, these illegal immigrants? And to what degree will you be able to stop them, if at all? So we're in many lawsuits. I think the key one, Title 42 is obviously gone because they're ending that whole policy of having an emergency for, for this purpose. Uh, we're, we've got a suit over the wall, but that's only, a, you know, for what's been appropriated that he hasn't spent that he was supposed to spend. That won't solve the problem. That is actually the long-term problem solved. But it's the remain in Mexico. This is how they're using uh, basically uh, this this little exception that's only supposed to be for political and religious persecution. And they're letting everybody just claim asylum. And so we're in a lawsuit saying, hey, you're not following federal law. Under federal law, you're supposed to either detain them or send them back to their country uh, or their contiguous country until they've had their hearing. Instead, they're bringing them all in. They say the magic word, and then they transport them around the country to the places they want them to be, and they disappear, and they never come back. So if we can win that lawsuit, they actually have to enforce federal law. My concern is that Joe Biden has no respect. This administration has no respect for what the judges say, what Congress says. He operates independently of a constitutional government. And unless we change presidents, I think we've got a guy that could really literally doesn't view the Constitution as a limitation on his power, which means then we don't have a constitutional republic. We have more of a ruling leader, whatever you want to call him, monarch, dictator, whatever. It's more like that than anything we've ever had. I call them totalitarian Marxist Dems because they are the ones who are in charge of this impaired puppet president. And no one should make any mistake about it, folks. Uh, this this president is nothing more than a figurehead at best. He's being told what to do in every instance. He can barely, he can barely find his way around. He can barely articulate coherent sentences, and he is doing precisely what he's told. And that administration is being run by a cabal of Marxist Dems who mean to destroy this country. There is no, there's no equivocation about it. There's no ambiguity in any of this. And, and, and Mr. Attorney General, when you talk about we, we, if this president were to be reelected, is your intimation. I don't know if we've got until November of 2024. I really don't. This president has sent money to 
to nation states, Ukraine, uh, that was not authorized. He has, uh, I can't even think of a thing where he has turned a major policy uh, into a legislative proposition before Congress and the Senate. Can you? No, I, I mean, no. he, he's for all practical purposes a totalitarian dictator right now. Yes. And if you look at what he's done, whether you look at the border that we know is a disaster, um, even though they call it the opposite, whether you look at uh, government spending and inflation, whether you look at what's happened internationally with Ukraine or Afghanistan or Iran, you can't do this much damage to the country unless you're trying to, not this fast. And the fact that he's, you look at everything he's done, none of it is beneficial to the American, to, to the American way of life, freedom. And, and, and so all I can do is surmise, this is not some accident. And now, you know, he kind of gets away with it because everybody thinks he's incompetent. But the people behind him do not do not love this country. And they are doing as fast as they can. They're trying to do as much harm as possible. And they've, they've done it. They're doing it. And we're, we're unfortunately, we, we, we voted for it or maybe we didn't. We'll have to hopefully someday we'll know the truth of all of that. Yeah, that's still an open question, no matter what uh, the Marxist Dems want to say, no matter what the Supreme Court and other courts across the land refuse to do, which is to is to make a decision and a ruling on the facts before them on election integrity. Uh, it is it is truly a, a moment in history that no one could have projected uh, five years ago. And yet here it is, as you've laid out, the destruction, the devastation that is underway just because of this one uh, this one president who is not nearly as inept as he is impaired uh, and a puppet uh, of his masters, the Marxist Dem masters who mean us great injury. I, I want to ask you exactly what do you expect over the course of this will happen as of uh, the 10th? Uh, what happens? Uh, what happens in the great state of Texas? How many, how many people, millions of people, do you expect to enter Texas? Well, the numbers have already increased about 300% previous to this. They're anticipating, We, I think last month it was around 160,000. I could be off on, a, on which month. But, it, you know, we've, we've ranged from like 150 to 200,000 people crossing the border every month. Many of those coming into Texas. And as you know, we have these sanctuary cities that said they wanted this, get a few hundred or a few thousand, and they're going nuts saying they can't afford it. They have no sympathy for what we're dealing with, which is literally that many people a day, five, 6,000 people a day. But those numbers are, are going to think, at least everybody's predicting, they're going to get worse, which means more, more cost for the state of Texas, more crime, more bad stuff. This is not the way to do illegal immigration. And it's not even good for the immigrants because this is not the way that they should be treated either. I mean, many of them, as you said, end up in very bad situations and they're controlled by the cartels. So if you want to do immigration, let's do it legally and figure out the, the, the best way to do it, get the people here we want. And honestly, yep. that's, that's the way it's supposed to work. That's the way it's supposed to work. But you and I both know that isn't any part of Biden's plan or that of the Marxist Dems. They are bringing in unskilled, uneducated, young male laborers, and and they're, they're already putting a heavy burden on the tax system of uh, jurisdictions, whether they're cities, counties, or states across the country. Uh, and, and nonprofits funded by people like George Soros and others are, are putting money to bring them in but paying very little to support them when they get here. That rests with the that responsibility rests with the American taxpayer, doesn't it? 
Yes, it does. And, and look, we're all paying for it. I think they calculate that it's costing every taxpayer between eleven and twelve hundred dollars um, a year out of their pockets. Then that number is only going up, especially as borrowing costs go up. Because you know we're borrowing the money to pay for all this. This isn't like we have money sitting in the bank that we use to pay for this. We're borrowing the money to get people to come here illegally, and uh, that shouldn't—I mean—that shouldn't be the way we do it. And uh, if we're going to have a, a a constitutional republic where the people have a say then this president has to be kicked out of office and we need to bring somebody in that will follow the law. You know, that's interesting that you put that. If we're going to be a constitutional republic, I would put forward the proposition to you, Mr. Attorney General, that we do not have a constitutional republic right now. Uh, The consent of the governed is essential. It is the foundational uh, requisite for a constitutional republic, the will of the people. And right now, the, the Marxist Dems, the Democrat Party doesn't give uh, one hoot uh, what anyone thinks, uh, not one single voter, because they are, are moving ahead with simply the executive power and without with the complicity, of course, of the national corporate media. They're very happy with the situation. Everyone's happy except for about 150 million workers, American citizens working for a living right now. Uh, among those will be some fools who think, oh, well, this is a great idea, but not understanding the economics or the finances or the penalties that they'll be paying. Uh, but I, I just come up against it every time. Has America become such such a, a, a nation of slots? Uh, and foolish uh, citizens that we can't rise to this moment and understand what's happening. I mean, it's before our very eyes. I can't understand why people aren't in the streets demanding, demanding Joe Biden and this administration heave to and start supporting the American way of life, uh, our honor our Constitution and our laws. Look, I don't understand it either because we've all been harmed in, in various ways. And that, that harm is coming, if it hasn't come to you yet, through the economic policies of Joe Biden and the inflation that's that's basically devaluing everything that you own, then it will someday because there's more crime becomes rampant. Someday you, I mean, I'm from I'm from the area where we had that shooting yesterday. I mean, that that type of thing and the lawlessness that, that we've encouraged could affect you someday and it more likely will as we have more and more crime imported into the country and as we have more and more Democratic cities eliminating law enforcement and reducing the the impact of uh, of our law enforcement people to stop uh, all this crime. This crime, which is rising, as you say, uh, the expression uh, the expression right now of the of the state of this government. When you see from the local level to the county, as I was saying, and state governments. It's interesting. Law enforcement agencies are not sharing quickly, uh, if at all. A lot of the particulars that would be the normal who, what, which, where, why, and how of journalists uh, on the police and fire beat. And they don't want to give you the name of the perpetrator. They don't want to tell you his or her race. They don't want to uh, talk about the race of their uh, victims. Uh, it's we have become also a nation uh, of uh, that has been silenced. Uh, we, it's, it's, have you noticed that in law enforcement that they are really pushing the boundaries of this and defying the public's right to know? Oh, there's no doubt, and and part of it's because you have all these cities that, that and counties that don't want to have law enforcement. They've adopted George Soros model, 
which is, you know, crime is good. It destabilizes the country. It makes it less, creates chaos, which is what George Soros wants. He wants the destabilization of America. He does not want us to be the superpower of the world, uh, trying to control good and evil. He wants chaos, and he wants that, that power moved to some other part of the world where they dictate to us from other parts of the world what, what's going to happen. Attorney General Ken Paxton, we're coming right back with the Attorney General, and we'll be talking about George Soros and his influence on everything from crime uh, to that border. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back with one of the country's great public servants. He's the Attorney General of the great state of Texas, Ken Paxton, with us today. Mr. Attorney General, are you getting the support you need from the people of Texas, from the state legislature, uh, from the governor? You know what, I, I would say mostly yes. I'm, I'm still, the jury's still out on uh, whether the Texas House is gonna pass our Stevens fix, which will allow me to prosecute voter fraud again. We had a really bad decision by a, a super liberal court control, believe it or not, by Republicans who I think were largely influenced like by people like Soros who eliminated the attorney general's ability to prosecute voter fraud. And that's been around since 1951 in Texas. And they made this crazy ruling saying it was unconstitutional for me to ever be in court, which is obviously insane. Okay. So I'm trying to get that placed back into law so that then we can go have some elections about this and hopefully find different members of the Court of Criminal Appeals that will actually follow what the law, what the legislature put in place instead of trying to eliminate the ability of the attorney general to prosecute voter fraud. Because if I can't prosecute voter fraud, if the AG can't do it, these local counties that have Soros-funded DAs will not pro will not prosecute voter fraud, which means that voter fraud will become like it has in other states, in Georgia and uh, Wisconsin and Michigan, where nothing ever happens to you, and so there's no disincentive for doing it. There's no disincentive, and the idea that the attorney general is not allowed in court just leaves one scratching. I mean, it's, that's, it's, that's listen, stunning. This is, this is insane. They said that because it's unconstitutional because I'm in the executive branch, and as an executive branch member, I'm not allowed in court. If they're right, then the Texas Supreme Court should tell me to stop the 38,000 civil cases I've got going, and every court in the country should strike down their AG's ability to go to court, which obviously every other attorney general is in court. That's what they do. And this has been true since the founding of our country, but somehow our Court of Criminal Appeals, again, all Republicans voted 8-1 to say that the attorney general can't be in court. That's unconstitutional, a violation of separation of powers. It's also illogical and and bewilderingly stupid. I, I, I just don't understand how a court could convene they on got away with it. I'm not doing any – every time I, I try to follow – we can't file criminal cases anymore because of that stupid 
decision. Well, I don't think it was stupid. I think it was planned. I think they've planned this for a long time. They get Soros got his DAs in the big counties. And then he, he worked on a so-called Republican court that no one knows because no one pays attention to the Court of Criminal Appeals. But they are now, or at least some people are, at least I am. And I think he they maneuvered this. They've got so they know now that they can do whatever they want and nothing nothing will be done about it. Why is the Republican Party in the state of Texas, which we always think of as a big, bright red state, how can they be so weak and so complicit uh, in in reducing, forget supporting you, uh, they're actually undercutting you? How is it that they have arrived at this point in history? Look, I think a lot of people are not aware because the media, I've been out talking about this for now almost two years. They don't really cover it. So I have to do it on, you know, small group level. So we are educating people. But then, you know, you know, you have people that have different motivations, even among Republicans. The Senate is about to, I think, going to pass this this bill to give me the power back to reauthorize it tomorrow. They're supposed to vote it out, uh, vote it out tomorrow out of committee and then hopefully it gets to the floor. The House um, is it's sitting in, I think, in a, it's sitting in a couple of committees. There's a couple of bills that relate to this. And none of the Republican members of those those bodies have been willing to get that up. Unbelievable. I mean, it is just truly unbelievable. So effectively, the attorney general of Texas right now uh, is not permitted to be enforcing the law uh, and and being the state's chief law enforcement officer. That's correct. Things that I was given by the legislature, not me, I wasn't alive in 1951, but have been around a long time. The, this court of criminal appeals struck down, and because they're the highest court on criminal matters, there's nowhere to appeal it, and they, of course, knew that. And, you know, they basically sabotaged our state. Is there implicitly in this, George Soros, is it his hand at work uh, throughout the, the levels of the state government the, and the various bodies of the state government? Well, I've been told by Democrats who were in the DA positions that got beat that George Soros was funding their opponents. And I was like, why? And they said, well, because we prosecute, we prosecute based on the law. He wants prosecutors who want. So I know he's got his hand in, in changing the, the, the dynamics of who the district attorneys are in these uh, big liberal counties. But I thought it was genius when suddenly they strike down the statute. Obviously, it was done, by the way, two days after the filing deadline to run against any of them. Because I remember ever, this. Yeah, three of them were up, and they waited till two days after. And uh, I was like, wow, this was really shrewd, really smart. No one's going to understand this decision except me, because I am the one that is supposedly enforcing these laws. And now I have to go explain it to the world, and no one cares about the Court of Criminal Appeals. But they're going to care. And I, if the legislature won't protect us, then we are, we are going to lose Texas. It's just a matter of time, probably a very short time. Well, I, I can remember our conversation uh, as that was happening. We were talking on this uh, uh, on the Great America Show here, and I, I just scratched my head. I couldn't imagine this in the state of Texas. Things have only worsened since then. Would you would you not say? Well, yeah, because we have an opportunity. We're three weeks out from the legislature being over, and this Texas House so far has not even voted on this in committee. They they pended these bills uh, in in two different committees. Uh, Judiciary Committee with uh, a guy named Jeff Leach, and then the State Affairs Committee. So there's two, there's there's different bills that address different parts of this, and they won't, they won't, they won't put it out. Have the obvious signs uh, of the cartel's presence? Has it 
has it significantly risen uh, over the course of the last few years in the in the state of Texas? Are the what I'm asking you are the cartels actually blatant uh, in their presence uh, and in their in their uh, conduct? I think it's worse on the border, but it's spreading. And if you if you're giving them the ability to make billions, they're going to protect that empire. And so as time goes on and they have time to build infrastructure within the United States as they send more and more people in to do that, because remember, the Biden administration is good with they don't do background checks. They don't care who's coming in. So I think you're going to see they're going to build a network around the country. It may not be done in a week or a couple of months, but they have the money to, to build the infrastructure. I want to quickly ask you, if I may, about two other Pursuits. Uh, you are investigating the Dell's Children's for performing gender transitioning procedures. You're one of the few attorney generals in the country that is actively uh, using your office uh, to protect children. Could you tell us where you are in that investigation? So that just started at the beginning of May. We, they have 30 days. I think May 30th is their deadline to respond to our, our request. We, had, we basically send out questions about their policies, about their practices, how many of these people have they done? They are claiming publicly they haven't done any. Uh, but, you know, we we had some information from different sources that said they had. And so we're going to try to find out the truth. And if if they are, then the consequences will be what the consequences are, depending on what they've done. If they haven't done it and they, they can prove it, um, then they'll be fine. And your your investigation into the COVID vaccine manufacturers, tell us where that stands. So that was also sent out. They're called the same thing. We sent out what we call civil investigative demand. Their questions about, uh, you know, what did they know? When did they know it? What were their what were their trials? What did they say? Did they did they you know they went out and said this was safe, that it was effective, that you wouldn't you wouldn't have they wouldn't transmit. Um, we just want to know if all of that was true, because even though they're they're protected by federal government from liability for producing a vaccine that is ineffective or potentially dangerous. They're not protected for lying about it in Texas or other in many other states. So if they lied, if Pfizer, Johnson Johnson, Moderna or so, any of those guys, any of those companies lied and presented something that was not true to consumers, which caused them to rely on this and their side effects or they just lied about the effectiveness, then that's a problem. Ken Paxton, Attorney General of Texas. Uh, as I said, one of the country's great public servants and doing Texas proud. Thanks for being with us here on The Great America Show. God bless you. Hey, thank you. Love being on your show and thanks for doing what you do. Ken Paxton, a great American, a great Texan. Thanks for all you're doing to protect Americans and to help secure that southern border. And thank you, everybody, for being with us today. Joining us here tomorrow, right here on The Great America Show, will be John Solomon, founder and editor-in-chief of Just the News. More on the border crisis that is worsening by the day. More on the House investigations into President Biden and his crippling corruption. A reminder to follow me on Truth Social and Twitter, at Lou Dobbs. We hope you'll join us. Till then, thanks, God bless you, and may God bless America.